All right, Matt Wensing. Peter Soom, how are you? It, it's the time of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's that where time. Where we, we're relentlessly executing on our podcast streak. Yeah, no rest for the weary. Even if it requires setting up your microphone on a shelf in your doorway and mm-hmm. standing in a awkward position, bend it over the microphone and the laptop. Mm-hmm. Because yep. Yep. it's the only in, in, in the in the chaos that is moving, that is the only even surface you have in your house where you could actually place the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Well I was almost in my uh, bedroom closet to record this episode because um you know whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Because your family is still sleeping? Yeah, some of them are. And they they ask me not to be loud in the mornings. But I'm sorry, we're we're moving to a new place that has an office, but this one does not. So I'm sitting in the dining room talking loudly on my mic. And uh, if anybody's not up yet, that's uh, this is their wake-up call. <laughs> oh, that's a nice way to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, it's a weird, it's kind of a weird week for me. All, well, last week was the last, well, the last Tiny Seed call and uh, th- basically marked the end of the Tiny Seed year for us in batch mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And also it was the week where Bjorn was no longer full time on Branch and with all this like moving stuff, it's just, it's just been kind of strange and it's kind of left this vacuum almost where I'm like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like if, um, if out of beta had seasons, this would be season two beginning because yeah. Or a break or something. Yeah. Some kind of yeah, some <laughs> in, um, inter- intermission. <laughs> yeah. We'll do some interviews or something like that with other interesting people. <laughs> we're not interesting anymore because we're out of Tiny Seed. <laughs> I guess. Yep. <laughs> well, we're alum. We're still alum. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't have mm-hmm. our normal our, our normal graduation ceremony did not occur because of the pandemic. Yeah. But Tracy still kicked us out of the, the, the notion, if you noticed. Yeah. Out of the notion nest. <laughs> it's rough yeah Uh, these cold streets yeah (laughs) well but it's it's honestly like it's kind of weird like i feel like i really need to like find a new groove or a new rhythm um Mm. i need to find out what my role is right now um at the company i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) well the 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 tiny sea stuff isn't so different or like it's not like tiny seat was running the company or anything like that um but there's still something like symbolic in that the year is over and obviously that that causes a lot of reflection um into the year and like what's what's up next and stuff like that like like we do every quarter but like in in a different way i think and um and yeah with bjorn no longer holding me accountable every day on our 9 a.m. call. Like I remember I remember one of the first calls we had when we just started doing calls every morning. Um, 
in the beginning, I would ask him what he was going to do for the day. And then like a couple of days in, he started asking me, so what are you going to do? And in the beginning, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I have to like justify my day or <laughs> buddy. I I'm in management. We, uh, we figure out what we're doing each morning when we wake. We decide what we're doing yeah, when we wake up. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I actually really appreciated it, and it it actually did help me That's good. stay productive because it's like, like one thing is you know with the mastermind and stuff like that. You think like on and even the podcast, like we kind of like have to think back. Okay, what did I do last week? Mm-hmm. But it's it's nice to have that on a daily basis. I guess I could find other ways to have that. Um, but I think it's, it's like an, it's, it's an obvious point in time for me to, you know, do things differently. And I, I don't, I don't need to keep doing the same things I did two weeks ago when I also had to like worry about another person every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just different. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I keep saying the same thing, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> what what the next phase looks like i guess yeah um and we're in let's see we're in june we're at the end of q2 um yes i think reflecting on our q2 goals is probably a good a good orientation step Um, yeah for sure like for me like i'm i started thinking about my q3 because I, I kind of feel like most of my plans for Q2, I kind of executed on already. Um, and I feel pretty good about it. Um, I haven't seen all the results I hoped necessarily, um, but I feel like it's the quarter has definitely been executed in the same kind of spirit that I had in the, in the plan when I made it a couple of months ago. Um, and the plan for Q2 for me was very much focused on product user fit, especially when we repositioned branch as a deployment tool to agencies. There's a couple of things around that where I didn't really feel like we necessarily had all the things we needed for the agencies and also the good old like talk to users. Um, but kind of like the whole quarter was about that Andreessen Horowitz blog post that we mentioned a couple times already about product user fit, not product market fit, but product user fit. Yes. And basically just trying to like, before you worry about product market fit, worry about product user fit and finding the right users and giving them the right product that makes them really excited and listening or like, you know, yeah, listening for those kinds of testimonials where it's pretty obvious that someone was a really good fit for the product. Um, and yeah, like one of my goals for the quarter was to basically have three agency customers that were really mm-hmm. good, a really good fit and that gave like strong testimonials. Mm-hmm. And I would say that right now in the beginning of June, I've gotten one agency customers i think i've gotten two customers during the the quarter but one of them is an agency that fits pretty well with the kind of like the definition of a, a a dream customer and they're pretty excited about the product 
and they're uh, using it a lot on like like one of the, my goals was also for someone to use it on several projects mm-hmm. um, so like keep using branch for like new projects as they come in yeah um, and i've seen that with one so it's like okay feels like i've been doing some of the right things yeah um, and i feel pretty good about it um but it's it's often not that easy to know for sure <laughs> that you hit the goals because they're not all always like super easy to measure these kinds of like do we have product use of it or i know with product market fit like people have techniques for that um yeah yeah um i agree i mean it's mostly it's a lot of it is it's still data but it's just coming in through you know what what people say and then you can compare that to do their actions line up with what they're saying and yeah just to know in the product if they're actually using it the way that they, you know, some people will be really excited about a product and then they hardly touch it. Um, That's like the thing from day one with brains, like people have been so excited about it. And like most of the people who have kind of like, you know, promoted the product on Twitter and been really excited about it and really outspoken about it, aren't really using it. Like they just like the idea of the product. Mm-hmm. Um and are talking about it a lot but um not that many people are heavy users or power users as we you often talk about power users yeah um, but yeah it's kind of like a, a, it's it kind of marks a line in the sand as well cuz with last week which was first week without Bjorn full time and last week of tiny seat was also the kind of like where we hit basically how I like what I think about as feature completeness for branch. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's almost anticlimactic, but it's like, we have the product, we have some users, we have some paying users. (laughs) Some of them are excited. Some of them don't, don't say that much, but it's, it's also, it's just like a weird point in time for some reason. I don't know how to explain it better. (laughs) I know I'm rambling a bit. Yeah. Maybe it's just because there's no obvious next, you know, um, milestone on the horizon. You just kind of look out and it's a little, it's just a little hazy. Like That's uh, what you worry about a bit, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, my compass says this is the right direction, but there's no landmarks. It's hazy. I think I'm yeah. going the right way. I think I hear a sound in that direction. It sounds like a river, but yeah. um, but you're just kind of walking and things aren't yeah. changing much. Yeah. I think like maybe a year or two ago, like past me, the feeling I have right now, I would set a goal that would be MRR based or something super measurable and say like, okay, now the goal is to get to this number, but it's like, it's fine to have a goal to reach a certain MRR milestone, but it's really hard to control with your own actions if you if someone else, you know, signs up for your product or not. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of toiling in obs- toiling in obscurity to an extent. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like it's not like Branch is a household name uh, the way that maybe it should be, and yeah. so you're just plugging along. I mean, um, it, it's, it is that tipping point, I think, that 
you look for next if your idea is to get big fast is some kind yeah. of some kind of distribution event and you know that's what that's a lot of these stories of you know the early days of the high growth companies like the Airbnbs goes to next is you know I built this great product and then you know there was the democratic convention you know in yeah. two, 2004 and um, you know that's or 2008 you know and yeah. that's what put Airbnb in the map and it's like you you don't have that event yet so you're just kind of your your distribution is just kind of hustling on the internet at this point yeah and i don't do that that much actually because like i could do it more and maybe i should do it more but at the same time i think i don't i don't always see the point with that and yeah i think you're like i execute on the on some of the distribution opportunities i see especially with the partnerships Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't hustle (laughs) yeah i think non maybe you know i don't i think you know going directly to a user a branch hustling one at a time one sale at a time that is very hard to see growing (laughs) um fast uh, it's like word of mouth is kind of just doing that for you anyway. So if you're going to invest your proactive time and energy into something, it's evangelism is one part. And yeah. maybe looking for those scalable channels, maybe other than business development, like you don't need a partner. So, yeah, you know, are there... That's what I've been in- thinking about. You know, integrations is an easy way to say it. But yeah, are there other channels that don't require a partner to be bought yeah. in? Yeah, for me, like the way I think about it now is I'm not like I need very, very strong signal right now to add another feature to branch. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like I'm past the point where like our product is really good. And the people that are actually using our product every day now are mm-hmm. really happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I'm, so I'm not going to fool myself into thinking like if we add this feature, that will be the breaking point or like then it'll take off. I'm I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like what's going to get me excited if it's not that right? Because uh, that's kind of like when you when you when you have the hunch that if I built this feature, this thing is going to work, you get super pumped. That's my that's a, that's fuel for me, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's going to be my fuel now? And I know like when when someone becomes a paying customer, it gets me really fired up. Or if someone important starts using it, it gets me fired up. Right. But also like other kinds of traction, like a blog post that takes up a bit, like gives like a, a spike in traffic also gives me energy. So I guess it's like you're looking for those kind of like positive feedback events mm-hmm. um, that gives you more fuel to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's momentum building is what you're, you're, you're yeah. trying to, you're trying to get momentum going and, and you're at the point where, I mean, let's use yet another metaphor, but you know, you're, you're, you're pushing on the boulder and it's yeah. not moving. It's not moving yet, you know? Yeah. And, um, though I think the events that you just described are exciting because they give you this jolt of energy where you feel like, Ooh, did you feel that move? <laughs> I think, I think yeah. that just, I think that just moved like we're flywheel this thing's right start this thing's gonna start rolling exactly exactly and you have to 
huh, this is, I mean, I was going to say bootstrap in another sense. I mean, bootstrapping the idea on a computer is basically you get that first thing going that allows the whole system to, yeah. to start itself up. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe that is what you're doing. Kind of revisit your flywheel and say like, where can Peter push on this thing such that it actually has a, where's the right place on my business's flywheel to push yeah. when I'm, when I'm personally pushing on it. So such that it generates, you know, the movement, the momentum that I want it to, because there's certain places that you could push on it and it's just not going to, it's not going to be high leverage, you know? Yeah. Um, other places, other places are more, and maybe that's, maybe that's a good Q3. Like I, as I think about this, like one thing I learned in my last company is you always want your, I would hate to say it, your fallback, but like your baseline plan should be things that you can do that are inside your control that don't require some breakthrough or some partner to do something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just no matter what, I'm going to do this. And that actually helps with the partnerships because if they see you gaining steam mm-hmm. independent of them, <laughs> yeah. it only helps create more FOMO. Right. Yeah. So I know you're not sitting back and waiting for things to happen, but just kind of trying to think, how do you be a little bit more thoughtful about it? That's the thing. Like I, I'm trying, (laughs) I know we have friends in this ecosystem that are like this as well, but I'm, I'm trying hard not to fool myself because it's very easy to fool yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like when I'm thinking rationally about what I have, it's like, like, and I don't know, maybe this sounds arrogant, but it's like, it's hard for me to understand why people wouldn't want to use branch if they're the right fit. Mm -hmm. And I definitely believe that there are lots of people out there who would be a good fit. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, in my mind, like I could, I guess what I'm worried about is like, I could try to hustle and like convince 10 people to buy the product over the past or the next few months Mm -hmm. and then be like super burned out. (laughs) Or I could like, I, I, I just, I think I just want to find something better than that. Like mm-hmm. a channel that works more in the sense of a flywheel where it's like, it's kind of like subscription revenue as well. Like you, you don't start from scratch every month. Yeah. You build on top of what you have already. Um, yeah. I, maybe it would help to say that there are certain people who are going to adopt it because it's amazing and it's the best thing to use. Yeah. And then there's people who aren't going to adopt it unless that's true to some extent, but as Mm -hmm. importantly, as importantly, most of the people around them are using it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the trick, right? It's like, so when we built, um, we built stormpulse.com in 2000 and, basically started building it in 2007 really wasn't popular in 2007 2008 happened and it was a weather startup so a big hurricane hit houston actually in 2008 and what was really funny about it is that it was the same product in 2008 as it was in 2000 late 2006 and and 2007 that's not entirely true but like let's just say fundamentally it was the same product yeah but what happened was we figured out how to get to the point where suddenly 
lots of people were using it and that beget more people using it. And the trick is like crossing, I mean, it's a crossing the chasm problem is what we're talking about. It's like, how do you become more of the de facto, you know, best in category for this product where there's a whole lot of people out there who are just like going to start using it because that's just what people do, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the trick, right? And for us yeah. at the time, it was actually getting, we created an embeddable version of the product and the embeddable version got embedded on some major media outlet websites. And so a lot of the mm-hmm. mainstream folks were not going to come directly to a separate application, a separate .com for their weather stuff. They were just going to go to you know, their, their local news channel, their local newspaper at the time, like those were popular ways to get your news or your information online. We basically embedded our technology on those sites. And by doing that, we got in front of those people because they weren't going to hear about it any other way. Like Mm. the way that they find out about, you know, this kind of stuff is not by going to a tech conference or by going to going through Y Combinator or whatever. It's by going to no. where they norm. It's, it's by going to where they normally go for this stuff and then seeing yeah. this new product on the shelf. I mean, like if I go to my supermarket, you know, yes, there's boutique supermarkets and places you can go for like high end groceries and stuff. But for the average person, if the new detergent is not there next to Tide when they go to their grocery store that they normally go to, yeah, <laughs> they're not going to go, they're, they're not going to find it and they're not going to go out of their way to look for it. Even that's the thing. Yeah. They don't even, they're not even looking for it because it's, they're not looking for better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not looking for better. That's the cynical, but true statement. Right. And so yeah. it's like, there's a lot of people who aren't looking for a better product than what they're using currently, even though branch is better. So like, how do you get them using it? because it's better even though that's not really important to them yeah and i think that's like that's the the, that was the goal as like part of the goal for for crew too was to understand the the ideal user and and then with the partnerships is still like the best Mm -hmm. it's my it's still my best bet in terms of the the hosting company you 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 work with is like they have trust already they have your attention yep. um and they also like want to help you solve this problem because if they help you solve this problem on their platform maybe you'll stay and not go to one of their competitors <laughs> if yep. they can solve the problem yep. so like there's like many things that makes that channel really mm-hmm. ideal yeah. The only problem I, is just that it takes time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took time. I mean, so this is actually, this is just to like, this is a good enough example. I was actually working at a newspaper as a software developer when I got the product embedded into their website. In fact, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I took it onto my it'd be like you working at yeah. one of these hosting companies right now. Yeah. And saying, I've got this side project. We should use it. And like yeah. that's what it but but the reason I mentioned that is to say like that's what it took, right? It took yeah. like somebody internal at the very partner to yeah. say, we're gonna do this and oh by the way, it's gonna be free and I'm gonna do it myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just amazing 
how locked in most of these distribution channels are in terms it's just how hard it is to inject yourself into one yeah you know there are there there aren't even people at these partners for the most part who are going to drop everything and introduce your tool because it's better (laughs) (laughs) you know no no of course not this no it's um it's tricky it is um if i didn't see any movement at all like I would be more interested in in looking for alternative ways to do this, but uh, I'm also like, where like I'm also like paying attention to the fact that it's just me now, and I have less resources, and mm-hmm. I I am seeing good signs that the partnerships will work. Like these days, I'm seeing support engineers at hosting companies sign up for Branch, which I take as a sign that someone. Mm-hmm. who maybe I talked to like a couple of weeks ago was like, hey, when a customer have this problem, we should look into this as a solution. So nice. it's like very much like it's it's slow, but it's if you if it's it's small seeds you planned, right? Yeah. The more support engineers and solution engineers and sales engineers and happiness, whatever they're called, <laughs> um, know about branch. And they have it in their arsenal when they're solving problems for customers, then it will start. But it's very hard to notice. It's very hard to notice in the beginning. Yep. Um, Agreed. But stuff like seeing a happiness engineer sign up for Branch mm-hmm. or hearing from someone that they talked to someone at a hosting company and that they mentioned Branch in the conversation. Nice. Are just small signs that it will work to some extent. I, 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 it's hard to say how much, but to some extent at least. And then that flag is planted in some sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I think so. And then when it does, when the fire gets going, you know, those folks are going to be fanning the flames with you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just going to add to the acceleration. So I think you're, I, I agree with you. I don't think that, you know, it's worth a thought to say is there another way other than these partnerships but i i don't think there is i can't think of one i think you're on the right track i think um i think there's a real risk that i i decide like let's say that i decide that q3 i'm gonna write a lot and like publish a lot of blog posts and guest posts and really start spread the word um there's also just a real chance that i'm gonna spend a lot of energy and burn out (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yep. I mean, that's not how it's supposed to be, of course. But if you're just realistic, like I, I've been working on this for a long time and I've been trying a lot of different things, especially with WP Pusher. Mm. Um, and if you try, if you just keep trying and things don't work out, it's really exhausting. Yeah. So I really, <laughs> I try to pay attention to the things that are working. Um and all like i think i sound tired right now but i also just want to say that i am tired and i think mm-hmm. it's like all like you know end of tiny seed is like an important milestone uh having to cut bjorn's hours and like feeling like okay we're feature complete and also like last month was like a big recovery month for wp pusher mm-hmm. and it turned out really well um which was really it was a big relief, but it's also like, you know, that it's been, 
a really stressful couple of months and the moves from Scotland to Denmark is finally starting to be like the adrenaline is start slowly leaving the body because it's like in the beginning it's like okay we realize we got to leave this place but we have a timeline because we have a baby that's going to be born soon so it's like okay how do we do this we shove everything into the car and we cross <laughs> four different countries and yeah. it's stressful and scary and yeah. then we don't know for sure where we're going to live and you know but you you work all the big things out first and it's mm -hmm. like maslow's hierarchy of needs and then <laughs> when you reach a certain point it's like you need a break and you're just tired yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you also need to pay attention to that of course um yeah yeah so i think it's like it's just this is just like maybe a point in time where i'm taking a deep breath That's and thinking good. about where i'm at and yeah. uh and what the next steps look like um i feel really good about the partnerships still um and i also like want to try out new things i just don't want to like i want to make sure that i don't burn myself out yeah and branch is big enough that like every day i have to like help someone or like fix something in sentry or something like that right and with the same with wp pusher so it's Mm -hmm. it's big enough that it requires your attention every day. So it's not like you can just like, it's not like you could take a whole day off and not think about it at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's good. And I mean, I was thinking I pretty much took the entire month of December off <laughs> yeah. last, last year. Cause I hit the same kind of point. So I think we all know that kind of moment you're referring to. And yeah, you know, branch isn't going away. The interest isn't going away. The industry's not, you know, uh, whatever, I would say whatever it takes again, but whatever it takes to recuperate so that hey, yeah, you yeah. don't burn out is the only smart thing to do. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the last thing I want to mention is right now is normally the time of, the, of WordCamp Europe, which is mm. one of my favorite events of the year. It's just... Mm -hmm. It really marks the beginning of summer for me. And it's always like you, you go to an, a European capital and it's like two to 3,000 people. So it's a lot of people, but obviously yeah. there are many different groups. And I know a lot of people in the Danish WordPress community, but I also know a lot of people from like the hosting space, obviously, and people in like the plugin developer space. Um, so there are all these like different events and meetups and parties and just it's always just a week of having a really good time that's also productive and you know a lot of networking and stuff in the mm -hmm. european capital and it's usually that this time of year is when the weather is really great over here and uh obviously this year there's no word camp europe is uh, well there's an online version but i think i'm pretty burned out on like online stuff mm -hmm. um so it's like that's typically the time where i'm like okay let's go and you get as it's like a new spark because or you get reignited because <laughs> you get so excited yeah. from like hanging out with people and talking you know you you also spend a week pitching your own thing right yeah yeah which makes yeah. you excited about it <laughs> exactly i mean i think that actually those that's a great example of one of those landmarks or milestones in the horizon that you normally can can see and you kind of yeah you can kind of slingshot around it or you can at least you know throw your you can throw your line towards it and pull yourself forward and say like look 
I want to be at this point by this date so I can show people this, or I want to have this right. Just something, right? And I yeah, think, and dude, this yeah, yeah. We're, we're all dude. Going this year's was in Portugal, in Porto, which is like the nicest city in <laughs> Europe. It's like the most beautiful place. And Bjorn and I both had a ticket, and I was going to bring Maya for a week as well. And you know, it would be it would literally be this week or last week, which was like the end of Tiny Seed, and it would like be a nice time for Bjorn and I as well to like look back at the month that we worked full time and like think about like how we're going to work now and like we would have a great time and and it's yeah. just sad <laughs> it is you know it makes me think I haven't read the book maybe it's time for me to read it but Atomic Habits have you read that uh, I think maybe I'll listen to the audiobook yeah it just comes to mind and I don't know if this is what they <laughs> he covers so I might be completely <laughs> completely ruining it but um, I was just thinking in the day and age that we're in with what's going on right now with the pandemic specifically, I think that long range and medium range planning and, you know, wayfinding, if you will, hmm. is yeah. kind of a disheartening process because there's so much uncertainty at that horizon yeah. that I feel like you have to just pick tomorrow you know, <laughs> instead or, or this afternoon or today. And like, you know, things like, like daily routines rather than yeah. annual or seasonal routines, because there's a seasonal routine that most of us have that is completely thrown off. There's a school <laughs> season routine. There's a summer season routine. That's completely different for a lot of folks. Like right now for me, just to see any progress, I kind of have to bring it all the way down to a the next one or two days and just yeah. think about, you know, what do I want to accomplish today? I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go to this spot. I'm going to do this. And I mean, by go to the spot, I mean like literally bike <laughs> to this spot Yeah, and just to have any sense of um, progress and like just projects that are in your control where you can measure out progress on a really atomic. That's why I thought of that book. Atomic basis is probably. Yeah. Yeah you know, what we have to um, hang our hopes on, I think, at least for me. It's like uh, live in the moment. There is a lot of that. Yeah, I think that's... Carpe that's, diem. Yeah, which is all we've got anyway. It just, you know, I was thinking too, like looking forward to MicroConf in the fall. I think they're planning to have it, <laughs> but I'm not really, yeah, I'm not expecting to have it. You know, I'm, that's the thing. Like if the old way was to, you know, have a stick with a carrot <laughs> in front mm -hmm, of you, mm -hmm. like it only works for so long, right? As a motivation. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've all gotten to the end of the string and there's just like a, a, a at the top of a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? There's, there's just the green part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is somebody, it's been eaten somebody, by bugs. And yeah. Worms. Someone moved my cheese, as they say. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't. I don't expect microconf to happen in the fall. I hate to say it. Um, if it does, and the stars align, that's great. But that's not what's keeping me. Um, it's not keeping wind in my sails at this point. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. Like I this morning, I I said that you know the most productive way I could use today was once I got through all my emails. I would go to the forest for four hours and see if I could find some chanterelles. And uh, I actually did that before this recording, spend most of the day out there. 
with the mosquitoes and the snakes and the bugs and yeah and it 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 helps like (laughs) that's all i can say no it does it does i completely agree um yeah so i think that's my nun update (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's very real so i appreciate that yeah do you want to take over (laughs) (laughs) yes i will i'll uh (laughs) (laughs) sometimes in a relay the guy like just thrust the baton into somebody's hand and other times you just kind of <laughs> like, could you just take this from me, please? I'm done. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if you have a segue or anything. I think we just did it. Um, I, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm definitely on the, um, second, well into the second half of the, uh, you know, the base camp hill chart with the rewrite. Um, I finished, the front end rewrite for half the product, the back end rewrite, and then the second half of the front end rewrite. As of I, I, by finish, I mean like I'm probably ninety percent instead of eighty percent, um, which feels really good. So to be concrete, you know, you can now go. In, I can now go into the product, and I can create an event. I can feed it into the simulator, and I can view the output as a actually a standard P&L profit and loss statement in the product, which is a big breakthrough because I found that a lot of folks wanted that spreadsheet comfort, that, that familiar view of the data of just seeing everything and, you know, months or columns. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this is received. Data is rose. Yeah. I think it's going to be really positive because a lot of the feedback I got on, on summit one um, was I love the charts, but my brain knows how to navigate rows and columns and I just need to see it like that to really understand it. And it's a good example of, you know, people sometimes don't just want the hole in the wall. They want the, they they want the, the the screw, you know, and, and the drill and the, um, you know, they want, they need the pieces to really understand how you got to where you got to. And they need, they need you to show your work. And so I've really pushed that to, um, it's, let's say, I'd say extreme, but I've really pushed it as far as I can in terms of, it should be really obvious how the system got the data it got, where it comes from, how the math was done. But if you want to think about it, like one way I've been thinking about the product lately is, like you think about a typical spreadsheet, financial spreadsheet that folks fill out for either either past or future. There's like usually only a couple of cells that have some kind of special importance or mm. me- meaning. It's like August, this goes up because we are planning to blank, right? So in August, we're planning to hire an engineer. That's why the expected payroll has gone up, right? And and then it's in December, it's higher because we have a conference and we're doing a bunch of travel, right? And so yeah. the way I basically realize is that I'm distilling those important moments in the spreadsheet i'm distilling those into events and then i'm basically interpolating all the cells in between right which is not the fun that's the that's the click and drag and paste yeah yeah. (laughs) we're normally (laughs) what i do right right you you normally normally what folks do is they you know create a column that represents this month and then they click and then they drag to the right and then they let go (laughs) And it yeah. lays out it lays out this baseline, 
And then they, what do they do next? They go into each column and row where they have something meaningful to say and they add data, they add some change, right? And what I've basically done with this is said, give me those changes. Give me, you've already given me the baseline data because you've connected yeah. your metrics. Give me those change points, those interesting cells, if you will. Tell me the when <laughs> and the how much and the what. And, and then uh, it turns out computers are really good at running <laughs> all the arithmetic to fill in the blanks. You know, you don't need... Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought, right? You don't, you don't need to do that manually by clicking and dragging and pasting. And what's great about that is that not only is the computer good at it, but like that's where most errors are introduced is when you're manually futzing with, <laughs> you know, a spreadsheet in terms of the data that's there and you break a formula or you, you know, drag the wrong direction or paste the wrong rows and all that stuff that just makes working with spreadsheets cumbersome. Um, so yeah, I just realized like the interface essentially is a, give me the events. I'll, I'll fill in the blanks and nobody can, really the blanks aren't that interesting anyway. <laughs> what people just want to know is like, have you captured the important stuff? And yeah, you know, do the blanks draw a straight line or the right shaped line between the points? Um, and so that's what the V1 of the product does. And it's, um, I'm, I had a goal of end of June for getting a V1 out and I was still feeling a little daunted by what I had to accomplish until yesterday. And I was, I was really delighted because, um, I came back, I spent a long time working on a certain part of the app and I came back to another part. It was the templates engine and I came back to it and I was like, oh man, I, I think I know how I'm going to finish this piece of work. But in order to do this, I think I've got to go back and I've got to like map these two things together and it's going to be difficult and blah, blah, blah. And then I just did the most naive interpretation, just assume uh, implementation, just assuming that it wasn't going to work. And and it just worked. And I went back and I looked under the hood and I was like, oh, I don't need to do all that stuff because of the way that I already designed it. Like that's already captured. That's and great. It was the happiest moment in a work day when you suddenly realize that you know, you you did something right. <laughs> that's like a, it's you did something right that actually just saved you a bunch of work. And, um, so it, it, it just worked to use the cliche and I was really happy about that. So I was able to finish that hard work yesterday and yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to do a demo for a friend this afternoon of the new products, like the UI just working. Um, but I've been really, really fascinated with, with the stuff you've been sending. I got to say, I'm not sure I believe you when you say that you're almost done because, uh, it seems it, it seems like the the base camp hill chart isn't the best metaphor actually, because it mm. seems like once once you got to the point where you knew what was ahead, you you kind of like looked around and you're like, okay, I'm ready to like. That's actually kind of like how how I do when I walk in the forest because I, I don't want to get lost and I know all the big, I, I know the big roads to go through the forest, but then if I if I know where I'm at, I'm like, okay. I know where I'm at now. I know exactly where I am and I kind of know what's ahead. So like, I'm going to try this new road <laughs> and mm. see where it takes me. Yeah. And then if, when I feel comfortable about like the direction there, I'm like, okay, 
I actually feel like I could try this road as well. So I, that's how I get to know new road through the through the forest. And it feels like this rewrite has been a lot of hill charts where you were like, hmm, I feel comfortable now. Like, what if I challenge my assumptions on this part over here and like rip this apart? And and you actually don't know what's going to happen again. So you're kind of like back, but you're not really back because you're still moving forward. But it's like a string of charts. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a bit of, of that nested, you know, nested uncertainty, if you will. But I, there was, there's actually another thing that came to mind. I've been having some fun, which is another way to say what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> where, and, and I think um, there's this, uh, um, Visa is his name, and I can, I'll link him in the show notes, but um, I follow him on Twitter. Really cool dude. Anyway, he's always posting these amazing things on Twitter, thought-provoking things. And one of them was just a series of amazing, um, just amazing mo- moments in movies. And there's this little clip, one minute clip from, um, a, I'll say a kid's movie, but it's just a family friendly movie called How to Train Your Dragon. And oh, yeah. The, yeah. So in How to Train That's Your Dragon. With the Vikings with Scottish accents, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Which. We Americans find nothing weird about that, by the way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> which, which is the weirder part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't know what accents they would have. Um, <laughs> All trolls and Vikings and like foul people have Scottish accents in American movies. <laughs> okay. Moving Anyways, right along. Sorry. I forgot. No, I forgot the territory I was headed into. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, so the kid, um, he he loses he actually uh the dragon gets injured loses part of his tail and the boy engineers affixed to it and they're going to go out on their first uh ride and so i think the soundtrack if you go to the score is called test flight i think test flight and so he he harnesses the dragon um and he starts to ride him and at the beginning He's like not very good at it. He's practically falling off. You know, he's running into issues. The dragon's misbehaving some. And then, you know, the music changes and his attitude changes and his abilities change. And basically it's a one minute evolution or arc, if you will, of um, of him going from inexperienced, struggling, and just kind of bumbling around to feeling a sense of control, feeling like he really understands what he's doing, and then mastery, which is this really cool point where he takes on new challenges as he's going that he couldn't oh, face, yeah. you know, 30 seconds before. But now he's really challenging himself and the dragon to navigate these, you know, cliffs and these caves and these tunnels and he comes out the other side and then it finishes not with mastery, but the, the ending note is the dragon fires a fireball in front of them and it like releases this, you know, hot soot and smoke and stuff right onto uh, the rider to the boy. And he ends up with this face that's covered in ashes and everything else. And I mention that because I often think that we, we as product creators, often we end our, sometimes we're so you know heads below water we can barely make it that we don't get to mastery mastery's but mastery is next but i think that some of the best products like you get to mastery and they forget to go to the next level or we want to go to the next level which is actually delight 
or humor mm. or I am so good at this. I'm just going to have some fun. Right. Yeah. And so like in a lot of sports, you know, I, I like to ski, but like you get to the point where you can actually master a certain hill. It's boring now just to ski the hill right now. You're like, how do I, you know, there's a little hill over there. Let me try to jump. Let me try to go through the woods. Let me try to go backwards. Let me, you know, like you, you experiment for fun. And I think like product development for me, I'm not, it's definitely when you think of it that way, it's a luxury by definition. It means that you've gotten so far ahead (laughs) of the timeline that you can just start to have fun. But I do, I do think that if you infuse that delight, you infuse that fun into the product, you, if you can get there, you end up with something that actually has some personality, right? Some personality, some brand tone, if you want to use the corporate version of it. Yeah. But if you look at like a lot of the products that we admire, especially in the indie space or bootstrapper space, a lot of them have a lot of personality. You know, MailChimp has a lot of personality. Um, Basecamp has a lot of personality in the product, but also outside of the product. And I think it's, is an opportunity just to think about like, you don't just have to be functional when you make products, like try, try to do something that shows that you're human, that a human Mm. made this thing. Um, And so that's what I've been doing lately is having some fun. Like, yes, I created some stuff that's completely unnecessary, but it took me like two hours and it was fun. And it's like, it's like leaving your signature on the painting, you know, for me, I I think this is the fuel I talked about earlier. Like mm. it's it's so easy to find when you're doing if you're a technical founder and you do a product work, it's easy to find this, and that's the one part. the the other The other part of what you said kind of like reminded me of what we talked about last time about like having fun with your own product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it should be entertaining to you as well to like play around with Summit. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you're spending most of your time doing tricks and you never make it down the mountain, that's a problem because you know you got to get down at a certain point. But you, you're right. Like, I'm finding finding my um, voice in the product, which I think is uh, part of what makes it rewarding. And you know, if I again, you know, there's the responsible person on the shoulder who says, you know, you got to get down the mountain by a certain time, and you have to wear your helmet, and you have to can't waste all this. But a little bit of um, a little bit of frivolousness, a little bit of amusement. I think like the world is full of so many stayed products. It's um, it's arguably uh, it's, I've had. So funny enough in the first version of the product, I did some fun stuff like this, just some, I had a lot of compliments on those little tweaks, <laughs> those little yeah. things that people were like, I love how you did this. I love how you did that. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't have to show you uh, you know, I didn't have to use humor here. I didn't have to, you know, give you a, uh, a little window into this over here, but you know, everybody find your way of doing it. But like, I yeah, think this is, I think it's important. Like in the beginning, I got a lot of feedback from people that said that they weren't sure if their build was going to start or not. Cause sometimes it take a while before a job is being picked up and all the, like the machine provisioning is, is starting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we added like a little alert that said, uh, like that one of our robots is going to pick up your build soon. Uh, one awesome. of our friendly robots, I think, what we said, and it's like it took two minutes, yeah. and it it adds like a vibe, it's and, really like good. a friendly vibe to the product. And no yeah. one has ever asked, like no, no one has ever 
suggested that they they weren't sure if they're like if their build has stalled or something like that, right? Because they got some feedback. Yeah, and maybe what maybe this is like, you know, I know Raul Vora talks a lot about um, game design, but like, yeah, maybe great products do shift Slack. over to, yeah, um, products as media, right? It, they're they're entertain they have entertainment value, not just and exactly Slack is like the <laughs> the. Uh, um, what's the, the, the epitome of this, right? Um, which yeah. always sounds bad, but yeah, the epitome of this, it's like, it's, it's product as media, not just product as function. Yeah. And I think we expect things to be entertaining is a pretty high bar. Right. But, yeah. um, we all kind of love that. So anyway, uh, so, some of, some of it, you're right, is, is just me exploring and I need to ratchet down the scope. Other stuff has been me just kind of Getting a little flashy and uh, having fun. No, but I mean, so, if you're having fun, yeah. it's like, it, I feel like if you're having fun with what you're doing right now, you're charging your batteries. If you're this, have the same kind of like mentality as I do, I think, or psyche. Mm. And that's kind of like, I think yeah. I need, like I have a few little like side projects or like coding projects I've been working on. And I think I need, I haven't been doing that in the past few months with like moving and stuff, but I think I need to pull some of those out. Cause as I said, like, I don't want to fool myself and like start to think that like adding new features to branch right now is going to like help me in any way. Cause I don't, I don't think that's true, but I still think, and Rob talks about this all the time. Like I need to create still, that's the fun part. If I'm not creating like, yeah, I don't know. Then I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. If I'm not creating, I'm not happy period for me. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's true. Um, so thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for letting me share the update. <laughs> this is uh, ended up being a full episode. It did. Um, if people are got sick of my, uh, my ranting, I hope they skip to your update. <laughs> <laughs> Just balancing each other out. Just took the baton, man. So <laughs> thanks for hosting well my internet is super flaky and acting up right now so i think this is just it and we're talking over each other it's a sign okay yep, it's a sign perfect <laughs> take care man talk to you later all right talk to you soon bye